as a girl, you can your daughter can get pregnant, and that's something that's super scary. It is 14, scary. 15, 16, very, very. 17 year old having a baby. Yeah. That's that's scary. What's going on, guys? My name is Rango Lee. And this is Mylan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the Bless Boulder Show. Hello, Rango. How was your weekend? On? You know, it's been really hot. We, we, yeah. Seattle has a heat wave right now, <laughs> and it's been really, really warm. 115. Uh -huh. People are melting, but we're blessed because we have AC at home. Oh, no, that's good. That's good because, you know, a lot of people are having um, like power outages. Yeah, because yeah, they're like using too much AC. Too much. And then even Safeway, I was walking through Safeway just trying to get milk. And, I mean, the dairy products and all the stuff in the refrigerator, it's it's no good. Oh, it went bad, They huh? can't. Be, well, the thing is, it was so hot, and the refrigeration is not cold enough. And then now things are going bad, so I feel really bad for the grocery stores that have to throw away a lot of their um, perishables. It's been so hot lately. Me and my brothers were talking about we need to buy a boat. <laughs> So we're looking, we're looking to go to <laughs> buy a boat. But then the thing is, so the thing is, you buy a boat, but you have to get into the water, cool down. So buy, why does buying a boat? Because then you can hop in the water from the oh, boat. Okay, okay. but you have a dock. You're at Richie's house, right? Don't you guys jump in? Life is better on a boat. Oh, okay. You know, and, and it gives you easy access to water. That's true. You, know, that's true. you go fishing. That's true. That's true. You know, it's yeah. a, it's a good life. It's the yeah. best boater life yes, to yes. have a boat. That's why we yes. need a boat. <laughs> no, I gotta admit, it's a lot more convenient. It's nice. For it's nice sure. to have a boat if, when you need You guys it. got a boat? Yeah, we do. But it's nothing luxurious. It's a fishing boat. You know, he's a fisher. He loves fishing. So it's his thing. Your husband. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to be on a bikini and lay on his fishing boat. There's nowhere to really lay. <laughs> it wouldn't look right. <laughs> but the kids really enjoy it, though. There you I, go. I got to say, um, you know, it's, it's nice. It's a nice life. It is. All right. So uh, today's episode is going to be something fun. Um, and also, um, you know, I'm hoping we'll all learn from this. Um, you know, Rango and I, as we mentioned before, we are parents. Rango, you, you know, want to share with the audience um, a little bit about your family? And yeah. And yeah, sure. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about parenting. And it's really important out there to talk about being better parents and what mm -hmm. we went through and all that kind of good stuff. So, yeah, growing up. Uh, I thought I had a, a normal childhood, I guess, as uh -huh. when I was younger. Um, well, I remember the first half of my childhood, probably from three to eight years old, I would see them still. They would, you know, come home every night from work and uh -huh. would do the family thing. And then from probably eight till 12, they opened the restaurant and I never saw them again. So oh. I don't, um, that was a hard time for me as, as, as a uh, son, because I never got to see my parents at that time. What was going through your mind? You know, I picked up a lot of bad habits because I had no, <laughs> I had no supervision. Yeah. We heard you know? from it from the other episodes. And so, <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. So growing up, I just remember my dad was very hands-off. So if he had a style of like parenting, my dad would just be hands-off. Uh -huh. He would just you know, just do his thing. He'll he'll be kind of around physically, but uh -huh. he wasn't talking to you or he wasn't really encouraging you. But he yeah. wasn't like yelling at you 
and and you know talking down on you or beating you or anything. Oh, he was just like a kind of a chill, chill, really extra mm-hmm. chill dad. Yeah. Um, and then my mom, she was definitely the disciplinarian, uh-huh. um, the one that cared a lot though. You know, took yeah. you to school and made sure you had the nice clothes on yeah. and 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 but always just disciplining. Always like, hey, don't don't do this. Hey, yeah. don't do this. Hey, remember this. And it was after a while, it was it got very stressful because or you. Because all she do is nag, nag about stuff, right? It becomes something like you're thinking like nag, nagging, nagging, nagging. Right, and after time. a while, you, you, you check out. Yeah. So Aww. That was that was kind of my my experience of uh, what my parents, their parenting styles. Their parenting styles? You yeah. know, my parents were kind of the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like their generation might be the same just because um, the way they were, I guess, like what they've experienced, you know, and, you know, with boating and escaping Vietnam and then my parents being the same thing. Um, their mentality is to, you know, hustle, to make money, to, you know, especially the dads, right? Um, you know, in our culture, the man has to, you know, be the financial person or the person that made the money or whatever it may be to take care of the family. You got to be a man, right? Um, and so my dad was kind of similar to your dad. They were, um, he was very... Um, hands off, didn't change any diapers. My mom always talked about like, he never changed any diapers at all. Like uh, he doesn't even know how to feed bottle to a baby. All he did was work. Yes, all he did was work, but then we needed that. You know, someone had to always work too. And, but then my mom started working too, of course, to help support that. And we didn't see our parents as much either. Um, they did what they can, you know, during that time is um, you had to work, you know, every dollar counts, right? So your mom was the disciplinarian? Uh, yeah, you know, I think she was. She seems like the disciplinarian because she yelled a lot and she taught us like, you can't do this, you can't do that like your mom. Who would hit though? Who, 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 who? Dude, both. But oh. they hit differently though. <laughs> oh, okay. They, women fight differently than men. Just remember that, right? So, um, and you know, they were taught like in our culture, like back in Vietnam, when you do something wrong, you get hit, right? And so um, you're not taught any different. And so when you s- experience that when you're younger, you kind of bring it on to, you know, somehow thinking that hey you know that's what you do when to so that your children can learn what's right and wrong i, I just remember the the hardest thing my dad didn't hit us he was mm. very hands-off he didn't care but man when we did something wrong my mom would say <laughs> me tell me and john go go in the backyard go pick your own stick oh and you guys gonna you know and bring it back in and we both lay down and we would get like 10 or 20 hits in wow. the back and we move we get it hit on our leg and and uh, they don't hit. <laughs> we don't hit our kids like that these no, days. No, it's different. Uh, well, uh, but I learned though. I, yeah. I definitely learned what right and wrong was from from that. For sure, so. for sure. Yeah, I I think well, the only up to a certain age, right? Because when you're young, I feel like that may be effective, right? Because to help teach them right and wrong, and say they tell you not to touch something hot, and you go and touch something hot, and then it burns you and it hurts real bad. It reminds you in your mind. And it tells you, hey, that's dangerous and it's hot and it will hurt you. So don't do it again. So kind of like the same mentality with our parents hitting us, right? We do something bad, they hit us. And then you're like, oh, I'm never going to do that again because I'm going to get punished. and It's going to hurt real bad, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's that psychology. And I think with us, we know how it feels to get hit and it's not a good feeling. And we just So did you get hit when you were little? Yeah, I oh, got okay. hit the most. Oh, Okay. You think I wasn't a bad kid. I wasn't a bad kid, but then um, I just talked back a lot. So I got hit a lot because of, there's always like girls shouldn't talk back, right? We need to be respectful. Girls shouldn't talk back. I can't have a bad mouth on me. And then when you do, you get punished. Got it. And so um, 
Yeah. And so I, I, I did a lot of that. Sounds good. <laughs> so, 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 so why is it important for you to talk about parenting today? Well, for me, it's really important. It's because, um, you know, besides what we learn through the books, experiences, you know, what we experience, all the things that we experience um, having children, um, uh, raising them, you know, I believe, you know, giving birth and having children is the easy part, but raising them is the tough part. And we all can learn from each other one way, one form. Not every single thing works for one person. And so I think by sharing is caring, right? We share our knowledge, take what you can and grow from it. We want people to be better than us, right? I want the mistakes that I made that someone can grow and, you know, not make the same mistakes, right? Just like if I can learn that from someone else, I want to avoid the mistakes if I can. And raising children is tough. It is so tough. And um, it's nice to have that support group and have people that you can share information with okay so you're doing this so other parents at home can learn and grow and have easier parenting um time easy parenting time like you know um maybe do's and don'ts you know when your kid acts up what do you do i mean like culture comes into play i mean there's a lot of things i mean even with guys, I mean, your your perspective of parenting must be so different than us women. But again, sometimes I feel like we don't <clears throat> stop to think and ask you guys, like, how do you want to raise your children, right? Mm. I mean, have your wife ever asked you how you want to raise your children or you just kind of follow what she asked? We just wing it. You just wing it? <laughs> we just wing it. <laughs> we have never talked about before we got married or before we had kids, like, what's your parenting style and this and that. Like, how, but, how do you want to raise your but, children? But one thing that she does bring up to me is that... She said, we have to stand as a unit. If I mm-hmm. discipline them in this way, you just have to back me up, support them, then be on the same page with disciplining them mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that's something we do together. Is Even though I might not believe it at the time, like why is she <laughs> tripping over that yeah. little thing, to, you know, but... You know, but then if she's passionate about it, then I just got to support her in that. And then we yeah. talk about it later yeah. of, hey, this is, you know, what 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 yeah. my input is. You has Wyatt. Have he gotten in trouble and say your wife was disciplining him and then you did? No, were you I, with I her? just, no, I'm the same. I just, Does Wyatt ever come to you and thinking that you'll get that? No, he's still reaction? too young. Oh, he's yeah, not? let's talk about how, how old our kids are right oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got two boys, Wyatt and Hunter. So Wyatt is five. Amazing, cool dude, uh, and he uh, Hunter. He's he just turned two, Aww. and he's he's amazing. He's That's like so the sweet. life of the life of the house right now because he's so cute, yeah. innocent. So, and how, how about your kids? So mine is six, turning seven. Um, oh man, he's 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 something. He's spunky. He looks like baby Bruce Lee. Yeah, you know <laughs> we get that a lot. <laughs> yeah. But he's spunky. But he's a full energy, you know. And I think um, his little brother kind of it rubs off on his little brother too that he has to be just as funky and just as active and cool like his brother right mm-hmm. so um and landon he's sweet he's um he's uh four years old but he you can tell he lies he tried mm-hmm. to get away with things you can kind of see the personalities um and you just see this is where parenting style comes into play or parenting or you know how to um communicate with different personalities right we should make them do like a personality <laughs> test or something when they're little oh, I want see they're to. like a you know a a b c like a disc yeah. test or something <laughs> no you know seriously though if you have that personality if, if you do one of those quizzes you know how to communicate better because not everybody communicate the same way 
And based on the personality, that's how they tell you that you should communicate effectively. I think that's a good idea. I don't know how old would be a good age for Wyatt or my kids or your kids to do a personality test. Maybe like eight or nine years old they're or ten growing. or something. Yeah, they're still where they're still. But then it, it's, a lot of those personality tests are true. Where you know, there's some people are you know, natural leaders. Some people are more like more laid back, and they mm-hmm. they like to just be. They're like more deeper Passive thinkers and. What what uh, motivates somebody won't motivate someone mm-hmm. else. Have you heard the book called The Five Love Languages? Mm, no. Oh, it's really good. If, if those at home, if you guys ever can uh, get a book or something, it's called The Five Love Languages. Uh-huh. But it's more for relationships like um, a husband and wife or yeah. girlfriend and boyfriend. And then everyone has like five love languages that they gravitate towards. So one is like... Um, affectionate touching so uh-huh. one is like and then one is giving gifts uh-huh. and one is uh giving service to somebody like uh-huh. cleaning up the house or washing uh-huh. the dishes for somebody and another one is words <laughs> words of affirmation did i say that one okay no, you well didn't. anyways there's five yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's really but it's true though because yeah. like my love language is different than my wife's right uh-huh. so i like to receive i like to have affectionate touching uh-huh. like i'm a, I'm a you're a touch. Yeah, I'm you're a touchy feely yeah, guy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But she doesn't like that at all. So she doesn't give it to me because no. she doesn't like it. But I uh. got to remind her, like, that's my love language. Yeah. But she loves people doing stuff for her. Ah. So I like, I will take her car to go get a wash or wash the clothes and stuff. She yes. likes that stuff. But wow. you know. so it, it just good. talks to people. But I think that could work for kids too. And stuff, yeah, so it can. Because find out what what drives them and stuff. Exactly. No, actually, no. It works for kids too because, um, like with Landon, super stubborn. So if you want something from him, you talk to him nicely and he'll do it. But if you keep on pushing his button, you keep on yelling him, you keep on whatever or punishing, it doesn't work on him because he's super stubborn. But then we talk to him nicely and ask for what you want. Easy. Is that okay? I'll do it. There you go. Yeah. Anyways, let's go. We have an agenda. So we're going to (laughs) kind of off topic, but you know, but it was a good one. You know, love languages, you know, that is very true. Right. And so, um, what is so? I guess what is the most difficult for you as a parent, to, uh, parent, regarding this whole parenting? The most difficult thing about being a parent is the time that the kids need. That I didn't know how much time a kids need, right? Mm-hmm. Of just watching movies with them, or playing with them, or answering their questions, and. Uh, reading a book to them they they need a lot of attention and mm-hmm. i didn't know that i didn't know they needed that much attention because i was a very independent guy i i like to hang on my buddies or you know go on hikey hikes yeah. or nature by myself or but you know kids they need a lot of attention so for me just making time for them and then work and then myself it's yeah. um, something that i i need to do a better job at mm-hmm. you know just more quality time with them mm-hmm. um instead of like going home yeah. and then i'm watching the game and then Wyatt yeah. wants to play dinosaurs, but no, I want to watch the game. And yeah. so, yeah, that that's probably a challenge for me. How about mm-hmm. you? You know, same thing, balancing the time, right? Um, before, when I was staying at home with the kids, then it was all about them. But then, you know, now that, you know, in the last couple of years, you know, five years here, I've been, you know, entrepreneur, you know, that's how I met you. Um, it's been hard to balance my time. And like you said, it's not about like how much time you spend with the kids. It's the quality of time you spend with the kids. So you can have your body there. Like I tell my husband this all the time. You can be there with them all day. But how you spend it with them is different. You, you, be, you know, you can be on your phone, lay there on the couch. 
don't expect that as just you know spending time with them because that's your your body is just there but then you're not actually physically doing something with them or engaging with them yeah, so yeah. it's the quality really matters even though i don't have that much time but then the time that i do spend with them i try to make it very uh, very quality yeah that makes yeah. sense and and for guys we we're kind of lucky in the sense that we didn't have to give birth. Mm-hmm. Women have to give birth. So I don't know if it's a problem for you, but I know a lot of women yeah. after they have kids, especially multiple kids, you know, you get, you know, you, you get kind of a little bit bigger and it's mm-hmm. hard to lose that weight or you kind of let yourself go and you get mm-hmm. the mom haircut or something. <laughs> I did the mom haircut. <laughs> I chopped it all off. You know why, right? We were losing hair. Every uh, single time we give birth, our body deteriorates. Right. Um, so was that difficult for you for all those changes as a woman? Oh yeah, like I was telling in the last episode on mental health that I went through postpartum. Um, postpartum depression. Yeah, yep. postpartum depression, and um, you know, any man, it was it's hard, and being like the person that I felt like it can't happen, it can't happen to me, you know, it happened. Oh my gosh, it was really hard, image wise, and just like. Everything. Everything changes. Well, I guess for a guy, what we deal with also different than you women. Guys, we, we, we used to be an equal to the wife. Like we would, you know, be romantic, we get to do stuff. But then now we get no attention. <laughs> the kids come. You yeah. know, like the guy honestly just I feel like sometimes just in the back burner, like the like you a plan B because so? she has to take care of the kids. So yeah. I I feel a little bit neglected sometimes. And so as a guy, I think that's something that I have to deal with is it's not about just me anymore and, and, and the wife. It's about the kid first. And then and then the, the husband gets the leftovers, you know. No, no, no. Let me correct you here. Let me correct you. So someone once told me, and I think this is something that's always I'm trying to get better at myself. And I understand where you're coming from, too, because my husband might feel like that. And I'm trying to get better at this. In order to be healthy, you have to make sure that you nourish and make all relationship healthy. You're not only a mom, but yep. you're also a wife, yep. right? If you want to keep your family healthy and everything healthy, then you also have to nourish your your wife's side, not just your mother's side. So you have to find balance, right, in order to be overall healthy. So. Yeah, when we interviewed Betty J. Edie, when she was counseling a lot of people, mm-hmm. she said, women, you know... Uh, and, and men, but women, you know, like, don't let yourself go. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, you know, us as men, we, we're I, I'm, we're visual people. We love, you mm-hmm. know, nice things. And we like our girl to look pretty and, and you know, sexy. And, you know, even if she's smaller so or bigger, we should still lie. want that. They lie. No, we They're do. like, no, you're fine, honey. And you're like, no. At oh least, tr- you know, make an effort. Because <laughs> I know I make an effort uh. still to try to continue you know, looking as good as I can to mm-hmm. continue having my wife be attracted to me. You do? Yeah, I, I do. Or yeah. is it for other people? No, I just yeah. and, and I do it for myself <laughs> and I do it for her, right? Okay, I, I want her to still be attracted to me. Uh-huh. But sometimes, you know, as some women, they let themselves go out yeah. so far out. Let themselves go. And, you know, that's something to, you know, you have to make time for that. I agree. You know, you know I, I, I let myself go a lot. If I didn't work, then I wouldn't try. And to be honest, because there's so many things to do, this and that. Um, the only, you know, I should say that I want to look good for my husband too, but I think because he doesn't expect it from me, or he doesn't say like, you know, I like it when you dress up, or you know, oh, you look nice today. That he doesn't care. He just thinks I'm beautiful whether I'm not looking my greatest. You know, so I don't even try because I was like, oh, he just, you know, he loves me for me and not what I look like. You know, 
So, but it's nice to hear from you that, you know, a reminder that, hey, you do want to look good for your husband, too. So, remember that <laughs> all the girls at home, all the ladies at home listening, don't let yourself go. Uh, yes. Because men are visual. They got to, you know what I mean? Yes, they, I mean. <laughs> they do. I, I got to admit, and I got to say, like, you know, it'll, I love my husband, but then it'll be nice to see him kind of groomed up and, you know, oh, look yeah, good, it's, too. It's a two-way street. Yeah, it's two-way street. It's a two-way so, when street. I think about it now, like, I accept him. I love him. Yeah, I already know, but... Now we talk about it like, oh, yeah, actually, I do would like to. Right. So, yeah, our, our, <laughs> our brothers at home are in their car listening. Don't let yourself go too much either, bro. Make yeah. sure you, you know, stay nice and uh, hygiened up, mm -hmm. you know, nice sharp haircut sometimes. Yeah. Maybe do a couple extra sit-ups these days. <laughs> Lift some weights. <laughs> Lift some weights yeah. or something. All right. Uh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's get into the next question. What was the hardest thing we and our siblings put our parents through uh. and why we think we made those decisions. So yeah. you go first. What was the hardest thing you think you put your parents through growing up? And oh, why did man. you make those decisions? You know, for me, um, I just like to go out a lot. Yeah. But oh. I didn't do bad things, though. The thing is, thing is, is we're young and our parents don't trust us, right, in the decisions that we're making. But then for me, I felt like I was very mature in the mind, though I like to go out and have fun and hang out with my like friends. parties, like go clubbing and stuff? You mean that kind of going out? You know, the thing is, is... um. They never knew I clubbed. Um, but you barely drink, though, right? I don't need to drink to have fun. Okay, so that's so the thing. So just going out. Just going out, being with people. I mean, I like being with people and good people and friends. And I like to go out because I didn't get to go out, right? Because they always... I felt like I was in prison all the time because I had to go home. and did mm. So I found other ways to make time to hang out. So there's where it goes with balance. Like how my parents are like always in, telling me to stay home. I didn't have any free time or I didn't have any friend time. So I made time during school. So that's when I skipped out in school a lot. I just came for the tests and passed my class or, you know, did good and get my A's and my B's or whatever I needed to do to pass. But I made time to go out because they didn't allow me time to go out. So parents out there, you know, just, you know, um, telling your kids to go home all the time. Don't give them all the balance. You know, don't get, let them hang out with their friends and this and that. Everything's about balance, right? So they feel fulfilled in all areas of their life. Yeah, they need a little bit of freedom, especially yeah. teenagers. Yeah, yeah. If you don't. But too much is not good either. Too much isn't good yeah. either. But a little bit is healthy, right? So I think that's where they struggle a lot is always tracking me down where I'm at. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, they gave me a cell phone because they said, I need to know where you're at because you're always lying about where you're at or wherever it may be, right? So yeah. give me a cell phone. And then they gave me a car because I always said, hey, my friend, I had to wait for my friend. She can't just drive me home. Da, 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 da. So, but all those things is like, you know. Well, you're the oldest child, right? Yeah. How many siblings are there? Four total. Four total. Okay. And you're the oldest. Yes. Got it. Yeah. So, right. you know. And you? Man, where do I start on what, <laughs> it, <laughs> where do I start on what did I put my parents through? I think the hardest thing that I put my parents through was when we lived in Cedarville, Right, yeah. housing projects, getting caught stealing cars, getting caught, um, you know, doing crimes and and going to juvenile hall, yeah. and going to do the court system. I I know that killed my mom. Oh, you know man. that that was that really hurt her a lot. So I I think that was really hard. Skipping school, you know, I, I went yeah. to like four different high schools. Yeah, because I kept on getting kicked out of high school, and that was really stressful for my mom. Yeah, because all she told us our whole life was. Go to school. Yeah. Like if I, you can do anything. Just try yeah. to go to school, finish high school, go get a college degree so you can 
take care of you and your family. And I didn't do that. You know, yeah. I was, so that was very stressful for my mom. I think that was, and same thing as my siblings. Well, half my siblings went to school and did a good mm-hmm. college route. And then the other half of my siblings, uh, um, they were, you know, we were in and out of school mm-hmm. and get kicked out and stuff yeah. like that. So that was, that was hard. What do you think that, you know, with our parents, what could they have done differently? I don't know. I mean, you turned out great, by the way. So out, yeah, yeah, <laughs> bless. If they had would have had more money when we grew up, we wouldn't have dealt with both of them having to work all the time. Mm-hmm. And then my dad's, you know, when he's home from work, he's so tired he just sleeps. Yeah. And then my mom, since we didn't have so much money, she was all stressed out about money and penny pinching. Right. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't buy me, me and my brother new clothes or shoes or video games. Mm-hmm. So what we had to do was go steal that stuff or go like hustle somebody else. And it wasn't their fault they didn't have enough money. Right. Yeah. We just immigrated from Vietnam. They wasn't educated. And um, so money would have gave, I think, more more good options mm. for my family, so we could not be so stressed out all yeah. the time. Can't turn back time you now. Can't turn and, like, back. You guys, bless you know, us all with a couple million. Well, or they something. raised great kids, and so you they guys did their great. best. They did their best with what the situation was, you know. And again, you know, with all our parents, I know we talk about all the things that they 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 did, and you know what we could change and do better. But again, at that moment, that was the best that they could do for us, right? So. We cannot judge, no. you know, I wouldn't change anyone a thing about it. or any parent. Because when you think about it, every single parent do the best that they can. But what is given at that moment in time? Right. Right. They were dealt a hand, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, I'm, I'm a big poker player. So I enjoy that. Like mm-hmm. you're dealt a poker hand and they couldn't go go ask for a new 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 hand. Yeah. They had to play the hand they were dealt mm-hmm. and they played it the best they can. Yeah. Like we all turn out all me and my siblings all turn out great. Yeah. You and your siblings all turn out great. Yeah. You know, with the the odds crazy <laughs> against us, right? Yeah. And and sometimes I wonder if I could do a good of a job if I had to live the life they lived. Yeah. You know, at that time with six kids and just getting to America, like, man, no wonder, like, my dad was stressed out all the time and just working, like, two jobs Mm -hmm. just to try to get ahead. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would would hope so because I love my kids so much. But, you know, you never know until you put in that that situation. And, yeah, yeah, they did the best they can. And, uh, you know, I love them forever for that. So now that you're a dad yourself, I mean, have you and the boys and have you guys – even been through anything that you would say that it's been tough and you have to figure out a way to kind of deal with attitudes or if they're going through something i know a lot of parents go through like kids with depression anxiety you know mental illnesses kids with allergies i mean there's tons and tons of parents out there that deals with all sorts of topics and things and situations well our kids are five and two so they're not doing teenage bad stuff right but I think the extent of him is he's watching stuff on YouTube and, Uh you know, he loves Roblox right now. Wyatt, the old kid, kid, five years old. And sometimes I'll see him turn away the screen Uh and I'm hearing like some kind of kind of evil music. So I'll be like, hey, let me see that screen. Uh And he's watching like Roblox piggy with like a knife, like trying to (laughs) chase down. And they're like stabbing Uh other Roblox members. I'm like, hey, you know, you don't supposed to watch that. Yeah. He goes, sorry, daddy. I'm like, oh. Give me that, you know. He's such an angel. Else. You're so lucky. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. He's five. So Rain is not too far. He means like Rain's what, a year and a half older? Maybe he's twenty seven, so maybe two years, yeah. So maybe Rain is a little older. What and have Landon Rain, too. What have Rain or Landon done where you're like, Wow, that's pretty crazy that they did that? 
You know, besides like little kids lying, they do lie, you know, because they don't want to get in trouble. Um, you catch them. I know my kids. So when they lie, I know them. So don't, okay, to all the kids out there, your parents know when you're lying, they give you chances to tell the truth and make it right. Okay, just remember that because your mom and dad will know. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to tell you the story and this kind of, um, kind of reminds us all to be careful with our words. Okay, so my son, went to you know one of our friends house and stuff like that and he saw some money on the table i mean it wasn't his money um so i was doing his laundry and i found money in his pants like a 20 dollar bill and you know my kids don't know the value of money they don't buy anything you know i mean they don't they don't even know what money is for just to buy things but they don't physically buy anything so i know it's not his money so i was like hey honey you know why is this money in your in your pocket and he's like mm. you know he kind of shrugged it off mm. i was like no I didn't give you this money, so where did you get the money from? And, you know, it took some time for him to warm up and kind of tell me. And he's like, oh, um, you know, um, I took the money from auntie and uncle's house. I'm like, well, why would you take it from their house? You know, that's called stealing when you don't have permission. Did you ask them? Like, no. And he was kind of shy about it. I was like, no, I didn't ask. I was like, you know, if you don't ask somebody and they don't give it to you, it's called stealing. So this was our first incident about stealing, Okay. And um, I said, why would you do such a thing, honey? I want to understand why you thought that it was okay to take something out of somebody's house and put it in your pocket and bring it home. So he said, mom, I just want to give you dollars. You know, I want to get you dollars. And I was like, honey, why would you want to get me dollars? I have money. You know, why would you ever want to take other people's money and give it to me? If anything, we need to give it, we donate to other people. I don't need the money. What makes you think that you need to steal to give me money? And he said, well, you always say you don't ever have money. Well, and then I reflected back and thought about all the times I said, no, honey, I, I, don't, have, I don't have money and we can't buy that. You know, I, I don't have money. It's not that I didn't have money. It was just I was very lazy with my words and I didn't want to explain why I didn't want to buy it. I, the easiest thing was saying, I don't have money, honey. You know, we don't have money to buy that. It's too expensive. That was like the easiest thing, right, to not to say to a kid when you don't want to buy them something or, mm -hmm. you know, because you don't want to spoil them, right? Mm -hmm. So I reflected on myself and what I said to him because kids literally take your words to the T. So I try to change myself about saying, like, you know, I don't have money now because I do have money. It's, I don't want to use my money to buy certain things, right? That's it's a, a choice. That's, that's a really good point is choose our words more intelligent because you know words have power affirmation they say so instead of saying hey we don't have money just saying well, we have to be more smart about what we spend our money on yes. you know what i mean because then now you you mm -hmm. come from a place of having money but yes. we just have to be smart then i don't have money mm -hmm. we can't buy that because we don't mom and dad don't have money yeah and it kind of instills in them and in you that mm. you guys don't have money and that's what yeah. the universe gives you right yeah so i was so. like oh my gosh and i was like oh Oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said that. I was like, oh my gosh, honey, I'm gonna let you know it's not that we don't have money, it's that we shouldn't use our money on certain things that we don't really need, right? Yes, right. I know you want it. I'm gonna work on saying that I do need money, so don't steal for mommy. Don't steal from mom, okay? Mom don't need it. So now he's understanding. But if I didn't sit down for that good five, 10 minutes, kind of squeeze it out of him to why he did it instead of like punishing him for doing it. Because my natural reaction is like, oh, you did something bad. I'm going to punish you, right? For some reason, that moment, I was like, hey, 
I want to understand why he did it, yeah, you know? Right, right. And so that's where I, um, I started changing how I was saying things and what I was doing. So, you, you know, parents out there, really be careful with your words. Very powerful. They really take it literally. Right. And also your actions, too. Remember, practice what you preach, right? If you tell them not to do something, you shouldn't be doing either if it's bad. Right, yeah, and that, that, that's a good point because especially as young boys, mm-hmm. people t- tell you don't cry, don't mm-hmm. share emotions, suck it up. And, and I think it's a good point that you, you say it's okay. You know, yeah. tell me, explain why you did it instead of just getting beat up now. Yeah. Explain why. So they could, they could share with you why or why they were scared and why they did something. Mm-hmm. And then that, that creates healthy mental boys growing up to men. Mm-hmm. Then saying, you know, just go lay out, go pick your stick. I'm hitting you right now yeah. for stealing my money, right? Because yeah. we didn't get to the root of it all. So that's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, it's funny how you said, you know, guys shouldn't cry. Guys shouldn't cry. In school right now, they're teaching to show feelings. Guys or girls, you know, show your feelings. Talk about your feelings. Right. Don't just keep it all in, you know. Or you're going to blow um, up or one you're day. Or you're going to blow up. But again, like, you know, um, it's funny because my mom did the same thing to Rain because Rain was crying about something. And my mom was like, you know, stop crying. You know, you know, girls cry. You know, boys don't cry. And Rain looked at grandma and went, grandma, why can't I cry? You know, he's like, I'm a human being. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my gosh, my son. And I looked at grandma. I was like, he's right. like, he's right. Like, I was just shaking my head. And she started laughing because she's, you know what? You know what? Uh, you're right. You know, it's okay. But tell me why you're crying, honey. Why? So we can find a way to make it better. Right. right? So, you know, our, our parents, you know, still have that mentality, but then they're learning too. The grandparents are learning too, but you have to remind them. Right. It reminds me of this documentary, and it was called Absence, like mm-hmm. absent from school, absence. Uh, yeah. And it was about um, men that are in prison. It's like, so they did all these tests of why all these men are in prison, right? Uh. And what's the root cause? And then they did a test on all these women that are um, like strippers or hookers uh-huh. or, and struggling. What's, this, what's, the, what's the common cause, right? So for men, they found out it's because there was no um, male role model at home. Oh. So then it didn't. So these men growing up, they didn't know how to uh, control their anger. Mm-hmm. So men supposed to discipline discipline their their sons. Like, hey, hey, you know, you it's okay to get angry, but use it in a constructive way, or right. tell me how you feel. And if they don't in a healthier tell, way, yeah, in healthier ways. But if they don't express how they feel, then they get really angry, and, mm-hmm. right? Then Still they not. act out. Or they never become men. Like, they never become responsible. You know, mm-hmm. I hear stories of some men, they leave their kids because things get hard. And I can't even comprehend mm-hmm. leaving my kids because somehow in that that young boy's life, you know, he, there were no men there that said, hey, you're 18 now. Or you're 21. Mm-hmm. You're a man. Mm-hmm. So now you got to be responsible for your family, your siblings, your younger ones. And mm-hmm. no one was there for them. So then they had anger problems and they had responsibility problems, right? right? So that's all the men. And for the girls, why they were hookers or strippers or single, mo- moms, single moms, yeah, is because there was the same thing. There was no men at home. So now... Oh, that's interesting, huh? Yeah, because the father, figure. the father figure would say, baby, you're special. You're you're like you're like a diamond, you know. You're beautiful. Don't you're worthy. You're worthy. You know. Mm-hmm. You're so, you know. Go pick a man like that, or go 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 have a good life. But if they don't have that man in their life to say, "Baby, you're special." You know, you deserve mm-hmm. a really good man. They go then find they go it. find mm-hmm. it in in bad men. 
you know, oh. to, for that for the for that dad love that only a dad can give the daughter. So they but go why find bad a, men though. Because bad it's men, good. but good men are you know. Because they don't want the good men because <laughs> they didn't have a good man in their life, so uh. they they gravitate towards what they got, mm-hmm. right? What their mom got, which mm-hmm. was that. So it's a really interesting that we we're talking about this because sounds like a vicious cycle. It is. So we got to break that, men. Stay home. And <laughs> even you know that, that's a, actually another topic, you know, about like divorces, you know, and it's the rates of divorces actually getting higher and higher and higher as we grow older and years pass by, um, you know. I remember with my parents' generation, divorce wasn't even a thing. Like, you don't even talk about it. You ride it out with your wife through thick and thin to death to us part. You make it work, right? That was not an option, divorce. And now it's just like almost, okay, you know, let's get a divorce. 50% right so now easy. in America. It's like way too easy. I mean, the courts is, I think the court's making it a little bit more difficult now. Um, just going through like I think you have to go through some kind of counseling and stuff to see, try to make it work. But again, it's just way too easy now. You know, people just give up so easy. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a whole. That's, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like with topic. children, though, when you think about divorces and children, when you have children involved, like how do you feel like those kids are dealing with it, and how would you say? Well, what would you think that would help them? through it without having a father figure because you're saying that hey, no no but uh, no so, uh, no so let's just say if a couple doesn't make it together they're divorced mm-hmm. that's fine mm-hmm. the, the the son and daughter still gonna be okay as long as the dad is still in their life mm-hmm. right but i'm talking about dads that are not in their lives and a lot of it is the criminal justice system right like they're they're throwing away people in there for drugs a lot of them for drugs when yeah. you know it, they have to make a living and mm-hmm. so they, they're breaking up families because of that or or those reasons, you know, yeah. or, or just the man's a deadbeat so, and he leaves the family yeah. for whatever reason. But so th- th- that they were saying that was kind of the root cause for men and women uh, to suffer when they get older because of that. And so people have to break the chain, yeah. you know. So even if you're divorced, you know, that father there being in your children's lives is super, super important. You don't think you're important. You're actually extremely important. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you talked about feeling like you're in the back burner, but no, you know, you're not always that, in the back burner. Anymore. Well, they say like. Um, a lot of cultures, mm-hmm. there's a, a rite of passage where, you know, 18, 19, 20, they say, boy, you're a man now. Your uncle's going to give you this ritual now like you're a man. So mm-hmm. so then now that little boy's like, oh, okay, I'm a man now. I'm responsible. So uh-huh. I know for my two sons and my nephews, when they turn about 20, we're going to have like a little <laughs> ritual for them. Say, hey, yeah. you're a man now. We're going to go in the woods. Uh-huh. Just a man. We're going to shoot some guns. We're uh-huh. going to build a fire. And we're going to, your uncles are going to be like, hey, now you guys are men. Now you, there's this responsibility that you have to take being a man, right? Uh-huh. And take care of people around you and he- always help people out. But but do your best to be responsible, right? So Celebrate the milestone, huh? Kind of like, yeah. like yeah. A, um, I know Ritual. in the Mexican <laughs> culture, they have this, like, when a girl turns 16, 16 or something. yeah. Yeah, they have this, like, special party yeah, where now yeah, she's a huge, woman or something. It's huge. Um, oh, man, I forgot the term. Yeah, yeah, I forgot the word, too. So. Mm-hmm. And they even have shows about it. Right. Yeah. Or I know in the Jewish uh, culture, they have a rite of passage for someone young, 14, 15, 16 uh-huh. or something, bar mitzvah or something. Oh, bar mitzvah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something where now they, pass, they pass something. Now they're, uh-huh. like, uh, responsible adults kind of are, like, they're not kids no more or something. Oh. Well, I don't yeah. know. But well, yeah, that's, that's what I'm cool. saying. Yeah, you, we should definitely celebrate all those milestones when you become an adult. For <laughs> sure, for sure. Yeah. All right, so let's go into the next one. Um, so our kids are still young, yes. but what are we going to do when they start becoming teenagers? 
to help them avoid bad influence friends. Oh, man, that's yep. going to be hard. That's going to be a hard one. Oh, man, let me think about this one. Well, I'm going to keep them busy. Okay. You know, um, my goal is not to work so much, you know, and still be able to maintain some kind of financial freedom, right? Um, that's why I'm working so hard right now. Um, so hopefully I can keep them busy, get them active. You know, I think being involved in school, being involved in sports, less of that social media, you know what I mean? Um, so I just want them to be more involved in just in life in general, you know, and I think um, with them not having so much time to be free, they won't be free to, you know, uh, wander or like mm. hang out with too many people who are, I guess, bad influenced, right? Right. That's a good point. Keep them busy. But also remember where we got to give them a little bit of freedom too, yeah. right? They're teens. They're, like I, you, you growing up, you didn't have too much freedom. I, so. I didn't play sports. You know, like these right. are activities. It's fun too, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm more yeah. of a hands, I'm more of a, okay, so how I would deal with it yeah. if, uh, my kids start becoming teenagers. I want to give them freedom because yeah. I learned a lot from a lot of my my uh, mistakes growing up. So what I wouldn't want to do anymore, you know, mm. when I burned my own hand. Yeah. You know, I, I knew that that was hot. That's so hot. I, I don't want to yeah. do it again. But if you don't let these kids burn their hands Make and mistakes. they're like 25 yeah. and now they're burning their hand, they're not going to know what to do. Like, ah, yeah, you know, so that's start true. freaking out. That's true. So I think life experience at a young age is important. But there's some friends out there that, that are really bad influences. So, you know, they would could get your kids into drugs, yeah. uh, gangs, mm-hmm. crime, um, maybe, you know, sex at a young age or something. So that's... How would that's, you? How Let me ask you, how would you? That's a hard one because I don't have teenagers now. Well, think of but, it but as a teenager. Like your kids are going to be like, What I'm, would you do? I feel like I can spot a bad kid. Uh-huh. For some reason, because I, I used to be a bad kid, so I know how to spot a bad kid. Yeah. But I think I'll be lying to myself if I can, because kids, you know, when they come over, they're like, "Hello, Mr. Lee, how you yeah. doing today?" You know, you know, yeah. I just did my homework, so I'm, can yeah. I can Wyatt go to my you know, house, house and hang, hang out? out, right? And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, go ahead, right?" Yeah. And I don't know, but I don't know. Maybe I could start seeing the his habits. Like yeah. my kids, they'll start telling lies or like kind of being more secretive or like maybe sleeping in more because they're they just smoke some marijuana or something they shouldn't so kind of keep an eye on those little behaviors Mm -hmm. and when things are a little off say call them out on it say Mm -hmm. hey you know is there something like this going on Mm -hmm. and then kind of see when that other kid came into the picture Mm -hmm. and then put the two to two together that maybe that kid is influencing our Mm -hmm. kid to do something bad and say you can't hang out with them no more or or these things will happen if you do but what if your parents said hey Rango, you know you can't play with that kid are you going to listen to your parents as a teenager, but you got to try. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. got to try. You know, I, I would say, yeah, I don't want that person coming around. If I hear that you're hanging out with that kid again, I'm going to take away your car. Yeah. I'm going to take away your phone because I know those kind of kids. What 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 can happen? Mm-hmm. Like you make one mistake and you can never come back. Yep. You can die yeah, from you can that one. You yeah. can kill someone else from that one mistake. Yeah, all we can do is just educate our kids, right? And hopefully, um, you know, that's my fear is, you know, that drugs and bad influences, right? That can get you in the dark, like really dark. And I think um, that's where, man, you just have to. Well, we would hope that we equip them for those times, right? Mm-hmm. As even now until our kids turn into 12, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, you could share some of the information like, okay, you know, if you're nine or ten, if you do drugs, these are the things that can happen. Mm-hmm. If you have sex early, if I have a daughter, these are the things that can happen. If yeah. if if you commit a crime, you still 
these are the things that happen, right? So it kind of yeah. equipped them with, yeah, it's going to be fun for a second, but these are their consequences. The consequences, yeah. And, and are you ready for that? And if you're not, then don't make that decision. I know. Easier said than done, right? Easier said than done. My kid come home with a baby. Oh, my gosh. You're your still kid, a baby. You said if your kid home came home with a baby? Well, yeah. If he well, came let's home talk home about that. Baby, let, let, my let, gosh. I don't know what I would do. I would let, just let's, seg- let's segue into kids and sex. Yeah. Right? You know, in the Christian religion, they say you shouldn't have sex until you're married. Correct. Now, that's... That's, that's, <laughs> oh God, I mean, that's change your laws. <laughs> that was 200 years ago. In this day and age, kids are having most kids um, are having sex a little earlier, right? Yeah, a lot earlier. So let's not lie. What would you tell your <laughs> sons about that? How, how can we help n- them navigate it in, in a healthy way? Well, first of all, I'm gonna scare the shit out of them. I'm what? kidding. <laughs> did you just cuss? <laughs> yes, I did because <laughs> that I'm just kidding. No. No, I will. I will definitely. Um, my first reaction would be trying to scare them, like scare the shahibis out of everything. Like this is what's gonna happen. You know, you're you're gonna have a baby. You're gonna catch a disease. Catch, catch a disease. AIDS. You're gonna have AIDS. There's a lot of things you can't reverse. You know, you won't have time for yourself. You'll be working all the time to, you know, take care of this baby and the wife. You need to step up and take your responsibilities. I mean, literally, I would scare him to death, you know, um, and make sure that it's well known. Because you know what it is? It's true. I mean, we don't. That's what we do. We sacrifice everything in our world, you know, time, sleep to raise these wonderful beings, you know. And if he's going to be ready to be a dad, then he better stand up and be a dad, you know. So, so are you saying you don't, you would... I'm not going to support it, but... You wouldn't support, okay, when... Him when, having a baby early, but if he does, oh, no, yeah, then I'll support Of course him. not having a baby <laughs> early, but how do you... Okay, if they say, hey, mom, when's a good age for me to have sex if I wanted to have sex? What would you tell him? He, uh, he's probably not going to ask you, but you should probably start already yeah, talking about well, it. Well, I'm not going to talk about it right now because I feel like kids are getting introduced to sex way too early. Like... For example, you don't know, like when back in the day, you know, when you were eight, six, seven, eight, and you're playing, or, you know, five, you're playing with dirt and you're playing with worms, playing with rocks. You don't know things until you're introduced to them, right? When you introduce it to them, then their mind opens a little bit more. They get more curious. I don't feel like you need to introduce them. They're still so young. There's so much for them to learn. Why learn that first? You know, mm. learn other fundamentals and other things first okay, before I, learning I, something like that. I respect that. You know what I mean? Well, it's I, just way too young. Okay, let's say my boys, when they turn around, probably teenagers, yeah, like what, 13, 12, I might yeah. start talking to yeah. them about it I'm and 11. how it kind of works. Yeah, yeah. Like, like how it works and the, the pros and cons of it. And quip them a little bit. Maybe, you know, I mean, I lost mine at 15. You know, my. That's, that's so that's. Old. I thought that was. <laughs> back young. then, it's actually young. Actually, 15? back then, it's young. Now it's. You know, kids are losing at yes, younger. Yes, okay, 10, but not in elementary school right now. It's insane. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but mo- most kids aren't oh. though. Most <laughs> kids are losing it. 15, 16, 17. <sighs> I think seventeen or eighteen these days is when they're losing it. I think their 13, virginity around thirteen in middle school. What kids are you hanging out with? I just I'm listen. I'm hearing nieces and nephews talk about it. Thirteen? Yeah, in middle school. Let's not yeah, you let's got get some real sexually here. active nieces and nephews. No, they are. You know, man. Well, I heard about kids losing it in middle school when I was in middle school, yeah. but that was rare. Yeah. Like it's for more my now. circle, they didn't lose it until about junior or senior year. Mm-hmm. Some of them, not even most of them, yeah. but some of them. But now it's a lot younger. I just want to equip them. Yeah. I remember someone. I don't even know who told me. No one ever told me. My brother never even told me. My mom and dad definitely didn't tell me. Mm. I don't know who told me, but I was like, when I was starting to get ready for it, 
I was like, use a condom because mm-hmm. A, I'm going to want to get AIDS and I want to get a girl pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, those, and somehow, I don't know, somewhere along the way, it just instilled in me. So I was always very safe about it. So I would oh, tell God. my son, like, be safe about it. If you're going to do it, you know, be safe about it and, and make sure you love her. That's all I'm going to say. Make yeah. sure you love her. If you're going to do it, yeah. make sure you love her. Then, but yeah. that's a touchy one. It is very it's hard because it's my babies. I don't. I I am the only woman in their life. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But for real talk, um, yes, I would educate them. You know the pros and cons. Yep. If you're going, you know, wear a condom. You know, there's STDs out there. You know, I'm a dental hygienist. I've seen it in the mouth. I've seen it. You know, there's different ways uh, of being sexual, not just having sex. There's oral sex and there's other types of sex and diseases everywhere and can happen anywhere. So, you know, I think education and educating them to make the right choices when it comes down to it, right? Um, your child is uh, an individual um, and hopefully we'll be able to kind of just instill the education and make help them make good choices. T- talking about this right now, <sighs> kids and sex, I'm so glad I don't have a daughter. <laughs> hopefully oh uh, soon, hopefully next year I have a daughter and I could yeah. be nervous about that. But men and but boys and girls, different stresses, different. different stresses, though. Well, OK, as a boy, they can get someone pregnant. But as a girl, you can your daughter different. can get pregnant. And that's something that's super scary. It is 14, scary. 15, very 16, very 17 year old having a baby. Yeah. That's that's scary yeah. as someone scary. that has a daughter. Right. Yeah, it's very scary. I remember, um, I mean, my parents never talked about sex. Never. It was unheard of. And you're, you were a virgin. I was, a, you know, my parents, you know, I was a virgin till I was married. And it's always been like that. Wow. And let's just keep it like that. You know? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying they oh, think. They think. They think yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And let's just keep it at that. Well, you know, I, you know, I, I still, I'm a little That's bit more hard. progressive where I feel like, you know, if, if, if two people love each other at 17 or 18 ah, or 19 yeah. and they love each other, then, you know, I, who am I to stop them? Because, you know, that's You're not going to be able to stop them. And you can't stop them anyway. You just right? have to find ways to protect them and educate and them. There's equip no way to them, stop right? them. Equip educate them. them. Yeah. So, I mean, we talked a lot about sex, but there's a lot more to just, to just um, you know, parenting and with teenagers and stuff besides sex. I mean, alcohol, drugs, those Ooh. are things that, man, you get deep, you can't get out. And yep. it's very super dangerous. Yeah. It's uh, drugs, alcohol, definitely both very very dangerous and as as young teens and older teens and young adults they need to be able to prepare for that i mean they're gonna use it right they're gonna probably experiment with some drugs that's Uh, what i'm afraid of we hope that they would do it older though like maybe responsibly 18 19 20 college they can smoke some pot or do a little molly they want you know i'm really afraid because a lot of the drugs now that i'm seeing a lot of kids are affected are drugs that look like pills you, you can't differentiate pills and what's what's a pill that you can take and what pill is going to kill you. Well, they say that right now a lot of the pills have fet- yeah, fentanyl. fentanyl in yep, it. And fentanyl. that's like you take the wrong one of that that's and it. you're dead. It kills like 20 cows. You, you know hear it I mean? in the news all the time. That's See, that's what I'm so afraid of. Like one day your kid is just making a bad decision and they, they thought it was, you know, this friend saying, hey, it's just like a fun pill. And then they take it and not knowing and just. You know that has fentanyl in it and you die i mean that's the kid that you raised to like how old and then you don't have a kid no more that's like the worst that's fear. the worst i guess that goes back to equipping our kids talking to them when they're younger 12 13 about 
the influences that they're going to have to deal with, right? Yeah. And Even younger, you know, just... 11, 10, yeah. you know, 10, 11. Because they see us popping pills, but they don't know if it's good or bad. And, you know, it's Advil, a Tylenol, and they're thinking like, oh, you know, it's I'm in pain or like, you know, I need it or whatever it is, you know. So we, we definitely have to educate our, our what's, children. What's your opinion on teenagers, older teenagers, mm -hmm. experimenting with some drugs? What's your, what's your opinion on that? It's so hard because I've never had, oh, you, you, I've never experienced drugs. Oh. Um, alcohol, yeah, but not, you know, I don't really need it to have fun and some people do, right? So I can say I'm pretty lucky. Um, but with drugs, I haven't experienced myself to know, but I've seen people who been, who had experimented and couldn't get out. Yeah, and, and that's a risk with that. That's the risk, you know? Um, and so... My opinion on that, if you like, I said, if I haven't experienced it myself, um, you know, my, does my opinion really? Okay. You know, well, well, I don't really have much of an opinion. My opinion on Just that. Don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> my opinion on that is, I, I would equip them with the pros and cons of it all, but I kind of want mine to experiment a little bit during during college. You mm -hmm. know, just a little bit. You know, if so, they can get, so they can get the experience. If it's mm -hmm. good or bad or whatever, they got the experience. And 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 God willing that they don't get addicted yeah. and then to you know to and end up on the streets or, <gasps> or something else. But it's I think it's a rite of passage for some teenagers. And then now you're you you gotten through it. You went in your clubbing days and you know you you know you don't have a family yet and you got it out of your system. Now you're 25, 30, mm -hmm. about to start a family. You can say you know what I've been there and done that. Mm -hmm. I experienced some of it. I know it was fun at the moment, but it the mm -hmm. hangovers were bad or. You know, it, it was just, I don't want to do it no more. So then they got it out of their system mm -hmm. instead of some people at 30, mm -hmm. 35, they never did it. And then now they're experimenting with it, with kids in the picture and yeah. a stable job. Now life, their life crumbles because they didn't experiment it at that age that they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, mm -hmm. 23. Yeah. So. so see, let me pick your brain a little bit. What made you curious about drugs? Like, I've never had that curiosity, nor because you know, everybody's like, it's feel good and it's fun, and I don't know that feeling. And I've never been curious, my so bad it's my friends. personality. Oh, okay, so it's my the bad, bad influence. Bad oh my influence. gosh, see, so yeah. it does stem from there. I, so, we got to be have our radar on then to help our children out. Yeah, I remember I smoked weed at 14. Dang, yeah, and my friends were smoking Some weed at like friends. 13. So parents out there, you you hear? So the curiosity came from bad influences, right? So that's where it stemmed from, huh? Yeah, but you know, there were housing kids and I was a housing kid. Well, and, you know, it, it, housing or not, I feel like even in the Bellevue School District, kids are experimenting with drugs. Well, weed is legal now. Yeah, yeah, weed is legal. Back but, then but it wasn't legal. They're, they're messing with bigger drugs than just weed now. Weed is like almost the norm. Yeah. 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 So I'm just thinking, like, why some kids are curious and why can't some kids aren't, you know? Um, and so that's where I'm like, hey, I want to know. Because I wasn't a curious about that at all. Mm. But, you know, you know, again, they have the saying called, um, gung bok thi deang, gung deang thi sang. Do you mm. know what that means? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's a very popular one. So, you know, it, it means that if you're, you know, with bad influence and going towards the dark, that's where you're gonna be, but if you're going towards the light, your your life will be more lightful, right? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Heavy yeah. stuff. So. Okay. Well, All you right. know, we're only talking about two kids here, and then yet our parents are having like ten, six, twelve, fifteen. <laughs> <Yeah>. Why is that? <laughs> well, yeah. Why did our our parents' generation have so many dang kids? So many. Ten, oh twelve, gosh. fifteen. Yeah, I know why. why. So you know, back in the day, you know, when we were farmers, 
or like in general, you know, in Vietnam, we we bear more children, we have more children because we need them as free labor. You know, the more children you have, the more they can work for you, the more money you can bring into your family. And, you know, it's like a whole whole family business. Mm. And so if you didn't have much, then you don't have much leverage. You don't have many. Yeah, that's a good reason. And and back then, um, uh, you might get lucky. You might win the lotto by yeah. one of them being be a doctor. S- super smart. <laughs> if you have ten, you know, there's a good chance one of them's gonna hit, be a doctor and lift you all out of po- poverty or something. You know, like the chances just increase. I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm asking you. As Asian families, it was more you seem more lucky when you had more kids as as a man or as a family. Uh-huh. The more kids you had, the luckier you got. Did no, you hear no. anything about that? No, but definitely like more fortune because sure. you have so many kids. So that well, means more fortune because we're more labor. You know, more you know, more laborers, more, more people, who, free laborers, yeah, you know, free labor, or like you know, all those kids are gonna have a career, right? So I mean, you're building family wealth there with a lot of children, right? If you do it on your own, it won't be as rapid. Just like you build a team in your real estate business, you're building <laughs> more people, more money. <laughs> right, but man, how did they do it? We we each have two kids, and we're. I feel like I'm maxed out. Like my uh, my brain bandwidth of taking care of two kids yeah. and my wife's two kids. I think it's so. How did they have like ten? During, during that time, I don't think they really think. You just do, right? You, just do. Yeah, you go day by day, and they say joy nui. So joy nui means like you know God will just God will, take will, will, will take care of it, and you it, everything will be fulfilled. Well, actually, I, th- I think as we're talking, um, they had kids younger, sixteen, yeah. eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. We don't have kids no. until thirty, thirty-five. Yeah. Our generation will be more successful than our parent generation because we. We'll work and get our school out of the way, yeah. our careers out of the way, have money saved up for a house, mm-hmm. and then have kids at 30, right? Yeah. Our parents didn't have to do that. They yeah. they just... But then back in the days, uh, the wife would stay home a lot. Yeah. So these days, wives can't yeah. stay home. They okay. gotta... We need that both of that income, man, to buy yeah. a house right now. You don't have both those income? Oh, my gosh. Forget about buying a house. <laughs> Unless you're really, really... You know. so that's, that's too bad, though. That's too <laughs> bad. Know. The mom should stay home if she wants to. Yeah, At least part-time or something. But it's, like the reason why I didn't stay home is because I wanted to help my my husband out. I didn't want him to hustle bustle by himself. Mm. You know, I know how hard it is out there. You know, and I just didn't want him to do it by himself when I can help. I just yeah. can't sit there and just see my man just like you know struggle. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I'm just got kind of off track thinking about yeah. how can someone have ten kids? It's like so I just, crazy. It's crazy. So but. crazy. But some can do it. You know, everybody's made differently. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. Do. All right, so All right. what was our last and final question? We gotta wrap this up. There's yeah. so many topics. We growing up didn't have much, right? And I, we grew up a certain way. Yeah. But our kids are gonna have a lot of resources that we didn't have. Yeah. And you know, one day when we pass and go on, we're gonna be leaving assets to them. So how can we, as parents, now and when we we're not here anymore, not spoil them? Empower, but yeah. not enable. So, what do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna need time to think about this. What do you think? Because <laughs> I'm like, man. You know, I f- I feel like have them work for things. You remember Thatcher yeah. when he was on? I was he, thinking he has that right there batch, when yeah. you when you uh, teach them young and early, right, about money and finances. Teach them at a young age to start working. Mm-hmm. 12, 13, 14. This is how business works, right? Is this mm-hmm. a supply and demand? Why don't you and your brother go open a lemonade stand on the corner? Mm-hmm. I'll let you borrow $10 and then you pay me back mm-hmm. and you get to keep all the profit, right? Teach him. Right, teach him at teach, a young age. Yeah, teach him how to fish. How to fish. Mm-hmm. Then they see the importance of the money because they was out in the sun for like five hours <laughs> in the, the hot sun and dust and then they made $30, yeah. right? And now they're like, man, I want to go buy 
like the, the shoes, but they're not like, nah, I worked all day for that $30. I'm going to go save it for something yeah. more important, right? Yeah. So yeah. maybe teach them a little early of the importance of money. Yeah, importance of money, yeah. You're like, um, what would I do? I mean, I don't feel like I spoil my kids with, with money because mm. obviously they think I'm poor, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's why. <laughs> right. But... um. I actually spoil them with love. I think it's it's the spoiling with love and when they cry and just like babying them, I think that's where I need to give a little bit more tough love mm. um, to make them probably a better human being. Mm. You know what I mean? As for, um, you know, just teaching them, like you said, teach them how to fish because once we're gone and we're not there and they don't have those skills, they're not going to be okay. And I can't die with my eyes closed knowing that they're not going to be okay. Right. right. Um, I'm not going to tell them that I'm leaving them anything, you know? Um, Same here. Yeah, but again, you know, we don't have to tell them everything, but we want to teach them those skills to fish and how to build their own empire. So, yeah. All right. That's yeah. good. We'll, 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 we'll leave it at that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, if you guys enjoyed this episode of Parenting, please Hit that like button and subscribe to our channel. We also have other episodes too. You had had a chance to take a look, and um, we also have um, not just a YouTube channel, but also a podcast. Um, if you guys don't have the time and just want to listen to it in the car, a lot of great topics. Um, you know, we pour our hearts and soul out um, to be able to learn from each other as well as inspire others. Thank you so much, you guys, and we'll see you at the next episode. <laughs> Bye.